Hello and welcome to Autism Society of Berks County Inspiration and Impact. I'm your host, Carol Spencer. We have talked quite a bit on this program about the challenges that autism families face when they're attempting community outings, how difficult it can be to find a place where the staff is understanding of the unique needs of a person with autism, uh, a place where they feel safe and not judged, and, and a place that doesn't just talk the talk about being autism friendly, but one that actually walks the walk. And today I'm very excited to share with you a place that does talk the talk and walk the walk, Berks County's own Reading Public Museum. They had the honor of being the first certified autism center in Berks County and the first museum with this distinction in the state of Pennsylvania. And here to talk about what that means is Colleen McCookie, the STEM and family coordinator at the Reading Public Museum, and also Wendy Kohler, who is the museum's manager of education. So welcome. Congratulations on your achievement. It's so exciting. Thank, Thank you. you for being here. So tell me, what does it mean to be designated as a certified autism center? What is that distinction? So this distinction means that uh, as a museum or an institution as a whole, we've gone out and tried to find the best practices to become accredited and show that we are welcoming and uh, to all audiences. I, and then what does that mean for you? I mean, that you've been working a long time to get that achievement. So how does that feel to, to have this this honor, I would say? <laughs> it, it, yeah. it feels great. We, we've worked really hard for it. And, you know, it's still a learning curve. We're, sure. we're learning new things every day and, and best practices. But for me personally, I, I feel great that my passion for the museum can be spread to people who may not have otherwise even walked in our doors. Right. Yeah, and you know what? I'm learning all the time, too, and I've been at this a long time, so <laughs> we're all on the same boat. Um, so what exactly is the process that, that you and the staff needed to go through in order to earn this? Is this an ongoing training? What did you have to do? So the process that we had to go through was each member of our team had to go through a certain training. Um, so learning how to recognize individuals with autism, how to mm -hmm. interact properly with them. Um, as well as to offer them guidance and reassurance. It is an ongoing process. It's an ongoing okay. training. Um, okay. So as with anything, you know, we're constantly learning new things about how to, you know, better serve people. Um, so with the autism, you know, when they learn new things, we have to be retrained right. on, you know, the best practices sure. for interacting with them. And, and who, who does the training? Uh, so it is uh, an so. international organization of educators that does it. Okay. Um, that provides that, and that training is, sorry, that training <laughs> is an online training. Okay. Uh, and then additionally to that, we go to various conferences where we're meeting with other professionals in the museum field about how they're okay. interacting. So that's how it, okay. Yes. So what, what prompted the museum to pursue something like this in the first place. Yeah, I, I was telling you earlier uh, before we came in here to record that I remember communicating with somebody from the museum uh, a couple years ago uh, just to get some basics about what do I do with somebody if somebody has autism comes into the museum. And of course, now you've worked really hard at it to get this. But what was what was your motivation to to do this? Sure. So it's it's been a long journey. It started with a simple phone call from a teacher stating to us, you know, I'd love to bring my students to see the dinosaurs, but I don't think they could handle the noise and things. Is there anything you can do? And then we started, that was kind of a jumping point where we realized that our museum's great, but there's more we could be doing. And we, as we listened to our visitors and things that they needed, uh, we started adding new things yeah. to, to make it 
possible for various visitors. So it really started with a phone call. Anything that we've added or done since has been a parent contacting us saying, I really like that you do this, or, you know, I'm not really thrilled about this. And sometimes there are things we can change. Sometimes right. there are things we can't. Um, and so we really do listen to that feedback from people. And then with the Certified Autism Center, we didn't really know that was a thing until we heard that Sesame Place yes. became an, mm-hmm. a Certified Autism Center. And so we reached out to Sesame Place to find out exactly what they did and then went from there right. to gain the certification. Wow, so it really, it's, all it takes is a phone call. Yes. You know, and, mm-hmm. and it's, and that's nice that you, you, um, listen to that feedback from parents like this because it's really hard to accommodate everybody because the spectrum is so Mm -hmm. what works for one works for another but it sounds like you're working hard to accommodate everybody which is great many (laughs) as we possibly can yeah yeah I know I know but it's greatly appreciated for sure Mm -hmm. um so I'm what I'm wondering is you have had all this training Mm -hmm. and how does it translate to what you do at the museum like what does it look like you have you have a group that comes in with autism sensory concerns like accommodations how do you interact I mean we have all those functioning levels that we talked about so how what does it look like when you go to the museum um so what we try and do is give them the freedom to explore at their own pace because we understand that some of the time they might be really fascinated about one thing Mm -hmm. um, and doing necessarily like trying to keep them moving doesn't always work. Um, So letting them explore at their own pace. Um, We also offer our sensory friendly mornings where we open early to people that pre-register or just people that happen to walk up that, you know, they've learned about them last minute. Right. um, That were technically closed to the public at that point in time. Um, so it's a quieter environment. So again, a little bit more of that freedom to kind of do the free roam. Things are quieter because um, we know that loud noises, big mm-hmm. crowds, mm-hmm. Um, all of that can just get to be too much for them. Um, so it gives them that ability to explore on their own. Yeah. We've also informed our security guards that in this instance, a child running is not yeah. <laughs> a problem you know everything they, will still be standing it's yeah, okay yeah every, and we you know we are working towards making um some more adaptations possible by offering headphones noise canceling headphones and things we're we're, we're getting there That's yeah. A, you know yeah I, I i it's nice that you do it when it's closed to the public mm-hmm. because i know a lot of times with the autism society when we mm-hmm. have family functions we we try to get that privately because it's it's a place where they can practice mm-hmm. and know that nobody's going to look at them funny. Mm-hmm. Security guards aren't going to chase them. Yeah. <laughs> They'll mm-hmm. get kicked out. So they can practice so that the goal is that they can eventually come anytime mm-hmm. during during that. So that's just nice that you that's another thing in our county that, w- that we can offer to our to our families. Um, so what kind of feedback have you gotten so far? Have you heard anything from some of the families who've participated? I've heard some, it's, it's always, I always hear good feedback. Yeah, yeah. So what have you, what have you heard? Uh, so one of the things we initially did when we started our sensory hours were to turn the noise off of some of the components um, okay. where the dinosaurs weren't roaring or, you know, if we had dinosaurs. Oh yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And one of the things we actually heard was that they liked having it roar, okay. <laughs> you know, that, you know, we, we wanted the experience to be as, as it would be any other time. Sure. Right. So that was, that was actually interesting from what our preconceived notions were to what actually so not all noise right is bad yes. it's yeah. just mm-hmm. what's 
motivating and preferred. Yes. And dinosaur roars Apparently, are definitely yes. are motivating <laughs> and uh, preferred. We also heard that uh, people are really enjoying that, that ability to come in without having security guards look at them, yeah. you know, like they're misbehaved children. Right. Which... Um, you know, I can imagine is is really kind yeah. of heartbreaking. You're, you're always so. on edge as yeah. a parent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my son's seventeen. You're just you're always on edge. You're always sure. looking. You're always mm-hmm. making sure that mm-hmm. you know that you're going to capture everything that happens before it happens. Right. So yeah, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. nice. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so some good feedback. Yes, good, mm-hmm. wonderful. Um, so before we we wrap up, can you can you give some more details about the designated days and times that you have in place for those with autism and sensory needs? Mm-hmm. So what when is it? What time is it? How do people go about doing it? <laughs> um, so our scheduled sensory mornings are the first Monday of the month and then the following Sunday, unless it would fall on like a holiday or something. Okay, so a Monday um, and a Sunday. Yes. First Monday and then following Sunday Correct. after that. Okay. That way, um, anyone that's in school yeah. is still able to come, um, but those that are younger or may right. be out of school um, can still join on like a Monday if they wanted to. Um, it, the museum opens then to them at 9 a.m., Okay. Um, we normally don't open to the public until 11, um, so you have that nice two-hour window. Okay. You just call and pre-register. Um, you don't even need to pay ahead of time because, again, okay. we know some mornings it's just not a happening day. <laughs> right, right. Um, mm-hmm. So that that way they don't feel obligated, like they have to come because they've right paid for it already. Okay. Um, they also get a sensory guide, um, so just kind of letting them know what galleries in the museum might have some noise or might okay. have some flashing lights, um, so they can kind of be prepared for the visit, okay. um, just to give them as much information as possible. Wonderful. So you have everything set to go. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, yeah, I want to thank you and and congratulate you again on becoming the certified autism center in our area. And you know, you may not realize it, maybe you do that. You what you do really impacts those affected by autism in Berks County in a positive way. And I and I think it paves the way for even more awareness and more importantly that acceptance. So thank you for that and for doing that for our families. And uh, you know, out there if you have a business or a destination, hopefully this may inspire you to pursue becoming a certified autism center as well. Let's let's get them all over, right? <laughs> so until next time, this is Autism Society of Berks County, Inspiration and Impact. For more information, visit us at autismsocietyofberkscounty.org, join our Facebook page, Autism Society of Berks County Members Group, and check us out on Twitter, at Berks Autism.